Hello, hello, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. So I have a double feature jam-packed episode for you today. And it was based on a question that I got over on LinkedIn about, you know, why do I even want to use email marketing for my, for my business? I have social media, I can get over on TikTok and Facebook and LinkedIn and all these places for free. Why do I even want to use social media? And so I did a training episode, a quick little training episode on why using email marketing is not only the best way for you to grow your business and to gain traction with your audience, but also um, that it can be detrimental if you are leaving your business in the hands of someone else and their platform um, and counting on that for growth. And so let's dive into this first part and then stay tuned because I actually have a second double feature episode for you coming up right after this one. Hey there, I'm Elisa Connor, ex-corporate marketer turned entrepreneur. I escaped corporate to chase my passion a few years back, <clears throat> maybe 20 years. And along the way, I made all the mistakes just so you don't have to. Chances are you have a pretty full career. You've got experience, expertise, and probably a whole lot of education. The problem is people can't find you. They need you, but they can't find you. This is why each week on the Second Act Entrepreneur Show, we feature expert education, marketing insights, and mindset shifts that are gonna help you create a profitable business so you can secure your legacy, ensuring that you thrive not only in your first career, but also your second act. Welcome to the Second Act Entrepreneur Show. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in with me today. We are talking about uh, have social media stop stealing your time. I think one of the biggest problems that entrepreneurs have is that we have such a long to-do list and we never have enough time to get it all done. And yet um, we feel like we need to be posting on every network out there. One of the first questions that new clients ask me is, you know, should I be posting on Facebook? Should I be on Instagram? Should I be here? Should I be where? Where should I be? And they get so overwhelmed because there's so many opportunities out there for us to be sharing our message and sharing what we do that um, it can become a huge time suck. So we're going to talk about a little bit more about social media and how um, we should be using that as a tool in our toolbox. But really, our, our end goal, our end strategy should be something a little different. So if we haven't met yet, I'm Elisa Connor. I own Elisa Connor Consulting, and I've been in this marketing guru world for well over 10 years on my own as an entrepreneur and um, had corporate experience in marketing before that. What I do is I help entrepreneurs and small business owners, specifically in the executive coaching world, to clarify their message, create uh, conversations, and build trust with all of their marketing, specifically email marketing, um, so that they can convert more people into clients and they can have a regular stream of revenue without having to work so hard. So if you are curious about marketing and about strategy and about how to create an online sales funnel, funnel that can be automated to bring in new leads and to nurture those leads so that you can get a little bit of your time back, you're in the right place. In the meantime, let's get on to today's topic. So as you know, um, there are billions of users on social media. And so it can be very tempting to build your business over there, whether it's on LinkedIn, or if it's on YouTube, or if it's on Facebook, or if it's on TikTok or Instagram, whatever the latest fad is for your people. And I say that for your people, um, because that's the that's step number one is you need to know who your people are. And 
where they're hanging out. Because if you're just going around posting everywhere and your people aren't there, um, you're going to have a really hard time getting traction. But as we know, there are billions of users out there. And uh, I just pulled some stats, just some generic stats. But in 2021, um, there were 665 million downloads of TikTok. And that is like the highest number of downloads for 2021 of any other platform. So there's a ton of people on, on TikTok. There's a ton of creators on TikTok. And what I see, um, the biggest mistake being for those people, it's very similar to what happened to the first YouTubers, is they're building these huge audiences on that platform. And they don't have a way to move those people off of that platform. Now, if you have a product per se, like say you're, um, you're selling an actual product, you might have a pretty short sales funnel where you can send people directly to the link and they'll purchase that. So for example, if you're creating keychains and you want people to purchase your keychains and you just show how the keychains are made, you can send them directly to your shop link and they may purchase that. It's a smaller purchase and you're not needing to build such a strong relationship. But if you're selling a coaching package, usually coaching pack packages are a little bit higher priced. So there's more investment, both emotionally and financially, and the exchange, um, for that investment needs to be um, a little higher as far as trust and building a relationship. So if you will go with me back to the day when um, YouTube and Facebook and all of those different platforms got their start, you had a lot of YouTube creators that would go and they'd build a platform and they'd have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers. Well, what happened was that... Um, in many cases, face or YouTube shut down those channels. And then those people had no way to create revenue because they were selling directly from the platform. And so I always advise clients and people that are in the entrepreneurial space to have a plan that moves your ideal clients and your potential customers off of social media as quickly as possible. And where do you move them? Well, there's a couple of places you can move them, but you want to move them to space that you own. So let's talk about that for a minute. When you're on social media, that is a rented space. You don't own space there. You could have as big of an audience as, um, you know, some of the celebrities have out there. You could have hundreds of thousands of followers, millions of followers. But if you um, are on their space, that means you are not in control of that platform. Meaning when they come in and change the rules, which they do constantly, you are at the mercy of those rule changes. And so let's look at what that looks like over time. So Facebook, it was um, an opportune place for you to go and build your business and you could get a lot of traction with organic reach. You weren't having to pay for ads. You could um, get your product and your services and your posts and your content in front of people very, very easily. Then Facebook was like, hey, wait a minute we need to start making money on this. And so they realized they held the basket with all the eggs in it, basically. And they decided they were going to start charging for advertising and giving those advertisers preferential treatment for showing up in the newsfeed. Now, if you don't believe me, look and see what's showing up in your newsfeed. Now, of course, there's algorithm changes in there too, but they're going to give preferential treatment to people that are paying their bills over somebody that's posting organically. That just makes business sense. Like, why would they not do that? You would do that in your business. And so when we're thinking about that, um, 
we have to kind of look out into the future and think, okay, so what are the next changes going to be? So right now, lots of people are over on TikTok and they're posting content and they're getting traction and they're, um, they have advertising going, but at what point will TikTok go, Hey, we got something here. We should change the rules or even on LinkedIn, say, say you're on LinkedIn and you are, um, or even YouTube. Like if you watch any YouTube videos, you probably are fully aware at how often you are shown an advertisement. Well, besides the longer that you're on that platform, the more advertisements you're going to see and the longer they are. That's because they know that they have your attention. You're showing up on the platform. You've been there for a while and they're going to put as many advertisements in front of you with the opportunity to sell you something because they know you're staying there. And so at some point in the future, I would predict that they will change the rules again. And it's a pretty good prediction because it's been a regular occurrence since the beginning of social media. And so if that changes, and for example, let's use um, Facebook as an example, you can no longer um, post to your business page unless you pay to do that. And I'm not saying that's the case right now, but I'm saying there is a potential that they could change the rules to benefit them in that way. And so all that said, all that's taken into consideration, one of the best ways you can take control of your audience and stay in front of them consistently on your terms is through email marketing. And the other place that I like to send people, which is not quite as um, in control, but is your website. You own your website and you own your social media or you own your, I'm sorry, you own your email marketing. And so if you put into your plan, your strategy for, for marketing to move people to your email list, then you have the ability to send an email to them when you want to put new promotions and um, opportunities in front of them to share, you know, recent announcements going on with their company, share industry news, whatever that might be for you. But you have the opportunity to show up in their inbox regularly if for nothing else to remind them of who you are, what you do, and that you're here when they're ready to buy. And so to move you out of um, the mindset that you need to be everywhere on social media, I would encourage you to focus on how can you move people to your email list. And because people are distracted, when you're on social media, think about your last um, time that you were on social media, whether you're on LinkedIn or you're on um, Instagram or TikTok, you just do the finger scroll and you don't usually stop. And so moving um, forward, you can pretty much guarantee that that space is going to become more crowded. And then unless you're in the play to pay model, model, which as a business owner, you should seriously consider <laughs> um, at some point to be investing in some sort of ads just to get traction. But um, ultimately, the goal should be to move people off of social media as soon as possible onto your email list. And the other piece of this is that not only are ad prices um, increasing because, because there's more um, competition, more people want to place ads, more people are using ads. But in addition to that, because there are so many privacy concerns with these social media platforms and the public is now aware of them, um, your targeting is not as capable as it has been in the past. You have less targeting. You're not able to get as much traction with people in the, in the way that targeting was done before, meaning you can't get specifically in front of your people as easily as you could in the past. 
And I um, fully expect that that will remain the same and probably increase in the future. So move people to your email list as soon as possible. And the fastest way to do that is by creating some sort of resource for them that they just can't say no to. And so that's one of the things that we talk about in my email breakthrough Academy. That's my signature program. And it actually opened yesterday. Um, and it's open for a very limited time. It's only open until next Tuesday. But one of the things we talk about is how do you create a great lead generator so that you can start building your email list? Because a lot of people struggle with that. And they're like, they might have an opt-in on their um, website or a freebie or maybe a quiz, but then nobody's paying attention to it. Nobody's downloading it. And that can be really frustrating, especially if you spend a lot of time creating that resource. So if that's something you struggle with, or if your emails aren't getting opened, or you don't even know where to look to analyze your email marketing, those are all things that we talk about in the program. And I would love to um, have you go check it out. You can do that at elisaconnor.com forward slash, oh, I take that back. You can do that at Course Breakthrough Academy forward slash EBA. And the link is in the, uh, the description below this video. So in the meantime, do everything you can in your power to show up on social media and do that consistently and effectively. But keep in mind, your long term goal is to move people off of there as quickly as possible. So there you have it. You don't want to be building your business on social media. Yeah, it's great to promote your business, but you really have to have a plan to move people off as quickly as possible. Did you learn something? Come and let me know. The show notes for this episode, you can find at elisaconnor.com forward slash 134. And not only will you have all the notes over there and the um, access, the links to the original recordings, if you would like to go watch those, but also um, you can get the link to check out my email breakthrough Academy that I spoke about. So without further ado, let's dive into the second training. So if you are already sending emails and you're already getting a little bit of traction um, with your email list, but nobody's clicking, then this part of the training is definitely for you. So hang tight and let's dive into how to get more people clicking on your emails so that you can get some traction moving them through your sales funnel and ultimately purchasing. Have you checked your click-through rates recently? Like how many people are clicking on those links in your email? Typically, the average click-through rate is around 2%, I think is the, the latest stat that it's like right around there. It's like 1.9. And that's how we're getting people to move forward in our sales funnel. So if yours isn't at least that 1.92%, um, you're going to have a really hard time converting people into buyers. And so I wanted to give you some suggestions on how to increase that click-through rate. Most people that go through my program are seeing click-through rates somewhere around 8%. So pretty, pretty um, significant increase there from the average. So I just wanted to, and I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit more in a, in a couple minutes about the program, but I just wanted to hear from you guys. Like, what is your click-through rate looking like right now? Do you think it could use some improvement? And how many people are actually purchasing from you? through email. I heard this amazing stat the other day, um, which is a little bit scary, but also it's um, scary from a human perspective, but great from a, a marketing perspective for, especially for people that are newer business owners. And that is that like 55% of people check their email before they get out of bed in the morning. And so why that's good as a business owner, not great as a human, because you probably should do a few things before you check your email and doing that could stress you out. But 
as a marketer, that's an opportunity for you to be in front of their eyeballs first thing in the morning. And so considering that when you're putting your emails out there and then making it compelling enough to click on. And so the um, disadvantage of that, like thinking through that scenario is that if you have a link in your email and they click on it, they may forget about it by later in the day, or they may not click on it at all and forget about the email. And so sometimes as marketers, we think, oh, we're emailing too much. We're sending them too many things. But we need to remember that people don't always read everything that we put out there. Um, they A lot of skimming happens. And also that um, we're distracted. And so people might look at our email for a couple of minutes and then realize um, they've got you know, kids crying, breakfast to make, whatever it might be, and they forget about our emails. So that's why it's really important, one, that we keep showing up, and two, um, that we are making those links really easy to click on. So that's what I want to talk about today. So I, I did like a reverse list of reasons, and then I'll get to the number one reason in just a minute. But we, why is it important they click on our links? Well, we work really hard to create emails, write emails, have really good copy, and get the darn things opened. And so that's a lot of work to increase those open rates, especially because there are so many people in the inbox. Like you, you hear people checking email, 50, 55% of people are checking email before breakfast. Well, if that's the case, I'm sure we're not the only ones in their inbox. And so getting them to open that, that's a whole nother ball game. Something else that we talk about in Email Breakthrough Academy is getting those headlines right so that they want, they're compelled to open the email. But you you get them really hard, worked really hard to get them to open the email. And then if they don't click on the link, it's like, oh, I did so much work and now nobody's moving forward. Or they're not, um, you know, consuming the content you created. And that takes a lot of time to do. Or they're not clicking on the, the buy now button. Um, <clears throat> so because you're working really hard to get them to open those emails, we want to get some leverage from the links that we're putting in there. And so <clears throat> I'm going to dive into the number three reason. This is actually should be, well, it's it's one of the top reasons. But the number three reason that people do not click on your link is because you only send sales emails. Now, I have seen this so many times where people get added to the email list with a, three, with a free resource or a free lead generator or whatever that is. And then they immediately start selling them into their program. And we've talked about, I've talked about this before um, in my videos and on the podcast, but we have to build a relationship with people. We can't just show up and start, you know, shake their hand and start selling them something. It's the the equivalent of going to a networking meeting, meeting somebody for the first time and saying, hey, do you want to get married? No, they don't because they don't know you. And so buying is an emotional decision, whether we like that or not. And we have to put in the time and the effort to get them to trust us and to build that relationship. And so when we immediately start selling, you know, first, second email in, that's a huge turnoff to people. And even if you're a big company, it's a huge turnoff because I've had that happen with um, even larger companies. I buy a lot of craft supplies and larger companies will just like stock you to no end with coupons and whatever. And you're like, I don't even know if I want that yet. Like you're number one, you're following me around. And I was just doing some initial research. Well, people are doing the same for you. And I've talked about that sales survey several times. That was such an eye-opener for me that only 2% of people are actually ready to buy when they seek you out. 2%. That means you've got 98% of people that you still have to court and take on a date. 
And I actually just did an episode on that recently um, on the podcast, which you can find at elisaconnor.com forward slash podcast and um, talked about that very thing and how it takes time to build a relationship. And that because we like instant gratification, we think we have instant gratification, we have instant buyers as well. And we don't. Um, And so yes, it's okay to sell in your emails by all means, but don't just send sales emails because they're not going to work. And then you'll be frustrated and you'll be like, no, email doesn't work. Well, it does work, but you have to um, invest the time and the energy to build a relationship. And then number two, going backwards, um, is that they, uh, that they're not clicking on your link is that they don't see the value in the link for what you're wanting them to do. And so they haven't connected, like they need this in their life to clicking the button. And so we have to make that really clear and that's gonna lead us up to number one in just a second. But um, if we're you know, putting say a, a podcast episode out there, we're not even selling anything. If we haven't made the value and the, the reasons so compelling for them to click on that link, they're just not gonna click on it. And so the click-through rates really start to struggle or um, you really start to struggle with your click-through rates when you're not making the connection to your people as to why they should spend their time, energy, or money on clicking on that link. And this is where I see a lot of business owners struggle. This is, and it's, it's a hard thing to figure out in marketing, um, but getting really clear about not necessarily your niche, but exactly who you're talking to so that you know what is going on in their heads and what they're struggling with is really going to make a difference for how you show up in your marketing. And then you can portray that information in your messaging and in how you talk to your people. And um, you it builds the connection quicker. It builds the relationship quicker. And so when you're putting that link in there and you already know who they are and you know how it's going to help them with that, you know, with whatever you put in there, say your podcast for the week, then it's much easier to talk about. And they're more compelled to click on it, whether they're busy, distracted or not, they'll come back to it. So um, making sure that, you know, the buildup around that, that link or the link that you've put in there is beneficial to the subscriber and the reader is really, really critical. And a lot of people struggle with that. Um, and that's something that I personally help people with in my business is to make that connection and understand that. And we talk about it in the email breakthrough Academy as well. So the email breakthrough Academy is my signature program. And we're going to get to number one in just a second, but the doors are currently open. I only open it up a few times a year and they close next week. Um, And this program is really, it's the process that I use with my consulting clients and that I have used with my consulting clients to empower your email to be your sales team for you. With uh, So it gives you the power to scale who you are on a grander scale. That was way too many uses of the word scale, but that's okay. But you can reach more people without having to spend an hour with this person, an hour with this person, an hour with this person, an hour with this person through email. And so, and ultimately it, it helps you get more your time back so that you can then focus on selling more services and being dedicated to the people that you are already helping. And how we do that is we get more of your emails opened, read, clicked on, and people purchasing some of the things that we've talked about this week. And so if that is at all interesting to you, or you are really struggling with your email and you don't know what to write, and maybe you don't have a good lead magnet, this is the program for you. Um, I've had multiple people go through the program. And um, in fact, two of the students in the program last time 
after uh, module three, I think it was, um, they both had a new client just after going through the module and applying a couple of the things that they learned. And so it's a really powerful program and um, I would love to have you be a part of it. So if you're interested in that program, the link is below this video and you can go and click on the link and learn more about the program and the costs and what's included and all that stuff over um, on that page. So let's dive into number three, number, which is actually number one, because I'm going backwards. I don't go backwards very often, so I'm struggling a little bit. But the number one reason that people don't click on the link in your emails and move forward in your sales funnel is because you're putting a slew of links in your email. So I'm gonna give you an example. So as I said, I'm a crafter. And so I subscribe to lots of crafting emails. And what I will find um, is that they will put links to all of the things or all the card examples or all the things that are on sale in their email. And so why this it doesn't work, why having multiple calls to action doesn't work is that the human brain can really only focus on one thing at a time. And if this is the first time you're hearing that, I'm going to repeat it. The human mind can only focus on one thing at a time. And so this illusion of multitasking that we all live by is just that. It's an illusion. You cannot focus your brain on multiple things going on. And if you do, something is going to suffer. And so when you give your brain multiple choices, it will either do one of two things. It'll make a choice, just like whatever works, and you only have them choose one thing, or... Um, they'll be overwhelmed and they won't choose at all. And that can be really frustrating as a business owner and a marketer, because if people aren't choosing a link, that means they're not moving forward. And that means like you feel like you've invested a lot of time and energy into an email that just didn't work. And so I highly recommend using one call to action and you can repeat it throughout the email if you want to, but just use a singular call to action because then you're making it very clear. This is what you need to do next. This is where I want you to go. And um, you will significantly increase your click-through rates on your emails simply because you made it really easy for them to choose. So an example that I use with my clients is that if you go to the grocery store and you don't have a cart, you don't get to use a cart this day and because they're, they're out of carts, whatever the reason is. And you have one bag of groceries and they're in a paper bag, not the plastic bags, but the paper bags because we want to be able to recycle. And if they hand you that bag, you can probably carry it pretty easily to your car. But if they hand you a second bag, well, it's a little bit more difficult. You can't really get the car door open. You can't, you know, you're having a hard time juggling through the parking lot. Well, then if you add a third bag onto that, you're really struggling. You can't see very well because you're trying to balance all the bags. This is exactly what we do to our clients when we hand them one, two, or three calls to action, or one or two or three choices to work with us, or one or two or three um, services. And so when we make it really easy for them to just say yes with one option, that doesn't mean we can't offer them the other stuff later. Just give them one so they make a choice and the choice is yes to work with you. And so just to recap, the three reasons, we'll go in the right order this time. The third reason was um, that people aren't clicking on your emails is that you're immediately jumping into the sales um, emails and they're not, they're not ready to buy from you. They don't know you and you haven't built trust. The second one is that you um, are not connecting the reason that they should click on that link with their 
problems and the issues that they're going through. There's no benefit in them or for them, or they haven't figured out the benefit of clicking on the link and what it means to them. And then the first one is you're using too many calls to action. If you're using a bunch of calls to action, um, you're confusing. And if you confuse, as Don Miller would say, you lose. And so um, that's what I've got for you today. Once again, if you're interested in getting some help with your email marketing and you really want to utilize this as a tool in your business to increase sales and growth in your business, I would love for you to come and join me in the Email Breakthrough Academy. Doors are open now until next Tuesday at midnight mountain time. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Second Act Entrepreneur Show. If you missed anything or you didn't catch the notes or you missed a link or whatever, um, just remember that those are always available over on the show notes page, which you can find on my website at alisaconnor.com forward slash 134 because this is episode 134. I'll see you next week. In the meantime, take care, be well and stay safe. Did you miss something during the podcast? Maybe forgot to take notes? No worries, we've taken all the notes for you. All the resources, links, and information in this episode you can find over at alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. That's A-L-I-S-A-C-O-N-N-E-R dot com forward slash podcast. Looking forward to seeing you next week.